How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crew Satyrs Review. Welcome back, guys. Another uh, another week, another another episode, more Batman to talk about. We're in the 1966 Batman TV show this week with two episodes um, with a brand new villain, the Minstrel. So that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna talk about today. It's gonna be the Minstrel Shakedown and Barbecued Batman. So much for the right. They literally just did not even care to not even care to make it rhyme. Like Is it's. That- is that from here on out, or is it just this one? They're like, eh, we can't be bothered. Uh, you know, I'm not sure, but I think it's just this one. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Let's see. Let's see. We we can we can we can take it take a look on take a look at this. I'm sure they have at least a couple more that they rhyme. Maybe well, by page. by season three, there's only one episode per week. Um. Oh, fair enough. No, no, no. They 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 still rhyme. Well, okay. okay. Well, no, not all of them. On and no, off, yeah. No, no, not all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Nice. Once you, yeah, once you said that standard. No, wait, that doesn't rhyme. Yeah. That okay, that rhymes. Okay, yeah. It's just like if if they had one, then they then they yeah, used yeah. it. They they <laughs> I guess quit forcing it where it made no sense and putting rat in the rhyme for no exactly. reason. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love how it's barbecued Batman. That's the name of the episode because there's a question mark. Oh, no, official... I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'm not gonna lie. I absolutely loved these two episodes. So I, I actually enjoyed them quite a bit. I'm 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 looking forward to talking about that. But there's one or two things of news oh. that that we must talk about. Did, wait, did you act like a surprised O? I, I did. I'm just. Well, I'm just trying to think of news. I've been so out of it lately. Ian, what am I doing? there's a new Batman TV show. Is there? Well, oh, not, yeah, yeah, but yeah, okay. Well, not a Batman, per se. No, another spinoff. Set Yay. in the same world as The Batman. There's going to be an HBO Max show about, about the Gotham Police Department, which we yeah. were told that once before, and that did not end up being the case. <clears throat> Gotham. Oh God, that's right. Oh, but apparently this is gonna have Jeffrey Wright, um, as Commissioner Gordon, in this HBO series. Uh, and uh, basically, apparently the main through line is it's showing the Gotham Police. I, I I'm assuming it'll be a prequel to the movie, and Who it'll knows? it'll show like the descent into corruption. Like for the city cool. of Gotham City and the police department, I think in particular, which sounds absolute. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome in theory, but as right. we see time and time again with like these prequel kind of spinoff shows, whenever now like, this is shit- this is Matt Reeves though as well. Wait, like what? He's like showrunning it or yes. helping produce yes. it. Yes, he, he's the he's the showrunner. Oh wow, that's that's gonna be a lot on his plate. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. him and Terrence Winter. Who created yeah, yeah, yeah. Boardwalk, did, uh, Boardwalk Empire? Yeah, and uh, <sighs> also Dylan Clark as one of the producers. So th- that's kind of the team. Matt Reeves is the showrunner, and then Terrence Winter is the writer, and then Dylan Clark as the produce as one of the as the, as uh, one of the producers. 
if if he can if if Matt Reeves can commit to it and actually work on it at the same time, I think that'd be really good because I think he'll keep it focused on on that premise you read and not you know let it happen like what happened to Gotham where it devolves into a Batman show and they can yep. show everything but Batman. But the best could be alive. He's if he's planning on doing a trilogy with this. Robert Pattinson, Batman, and show running the TV series at the same time. That's a lot to do, man. Yeah, I, I would have to assume this would be like a eight episode. Oh, yeah. Like, six, you know, maybe. M- yeah. yeah, six, eight episode, basically mini or mini, mini season. That I, who knows if how long, how many seasons it goes. But yeah, it might just be as, one. Yeah, but as far as the thing, it seems I, I don't see it being any more than that. No, no. God, no. Um, and there's no dates or anything that have been announced. Well, that's, so. that's the other thing. It's just another case of HBO Max announcing something that we never get to see the light of because they're just trying to build up, you know, hype for their platform or whatever. Well, that also could be due to the fact that the Batman has been pushed back and, and uh, too. they haven't even started filming yet, even though yeah. they're, they're still, you know, all that's still working. And, and also, we have to be honest. But... We have to be honest. Also, this show depends on on the success of this Batman iteration. If this, yeah, if this yeah. style and universe does not gel with people, this show is is put on ice. It's oh, like... for sure. Yeah, I mean that's another reason. Is if the movie tanks, then obviously the show would never happen. So yeah, so we'll see. That'll be that'll be interesting. But I like that idea. Okay, uh, In let's theory, see. Yeah, that There's sounds... another article that says apparently the Batman is set now to resume shooting in September. Oh my god, so they delayed it till September. Looks like it. Damn. And another thing, apparently I saw I don't remember where it was, but I saw another report that was that there's a rumor that they're going to quit on location filming. I I saw that too. I Who knows? I don't know about that. It, that might just be that now they're doing all the all the stuff inside like they've done all the stuff outside. Right. That could Who be. Knows? Could be. Could be. Um, but it also that might be a other way to get around COVID is right. yeah, not being in large spaces now yeah and you can have you know you can have less crew and, and yep, all that stuff leaks. so yep. it, well yeah that too so that 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 wouldn't surprise me especially with obviously the way you know all movies can just be made in one room now so. yeah that is true it, it doesn't bode well for the people who love practical sets and stuff like that but we'll see but <laughs> in in this type of situation i would give them a pass so yeah i would i would too yeah <laughs> unfortunately yeah with everything going on uh, but anyway, so we'll, we'll see what happens yeah. with that, but yeah, it could again, be cool. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Again, then they're not even done filming. You know, it'll be probably less than a year till the release date when they yeah, finish filming. I, I, so we're, we're getting really close to that release date being pushed back. That's the scary part. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we end up with like a Christmas. Yeah. I mean, and that wouldn't be the worst thing either. Like I could, I no. could see that, but you know, we'll see. So we'll see. That that's a pretty big, was a pretty major Batman stuff. Sure, uh, yeah, yeah, that could be cool. on the, on the horizon. Um, there's not really much else going on as far as Batman news. That, that's that's don't the think main, so. That's the main stuff. Is there any other news? Period. Well, there's uh, Kathleen Kennedy is inching closer to getting fired. Apparently, uh, again, when I see her decapitated body, just <laughs> <laughs> lifeless, then I will rejoice. Metaphorically, until metaphorically, meta- metaphorically sure <laughs> have to say it but <laughs> but uh I, I don't know again like what what are, what are they saying now huh what 
what are they saying now about her chances or whatever? Or uh, every, everything I've heard recently has seemed even more like apparently there's been several meetings and um, I forgot one of the reasons. I don't know. Just from watching all the regular Star Wars guys. Um, right. It, it just it seems like it's more and more likely that she could potentially be fired as opposed to her con- like wow. them waiting for a contract coming out. I think because apparently there was a report where she had to um, like reveal anything that she was working on and oh, wow and it's several things like that and so you know who knows i mean that that'd be it'd huge be, it'd if, be great if, but who knows but that's a big if because we we know that disney is the most like politically friendly all about the optics type of spineless company so they're definitely the, the most politically correct politically incorrect company of all time yeah so so the pr of you know, for like one of the most reputable female NC, uh, CEOs fired from this supposedly very, you know, inclusive and, and welcoming uh, or yeah, exclusive and welcoming but company. But if be... you really think about it, what damage would it actually do? The no, people again, that already hate them for many reasons that are very valid are right. j- that that's not going to change. People, no, are, the Star Wars brain's already dead. That's not going to oh, yeah. get any worse. So it's like, what? Even if they did get under fire from all the the crazy, SJWs, you know, reporters yeah. and all that stuff, yeah, it, what would it? It wouldn't do any damage. Well, yeah, and that's the whole thing about this cancel culture is that like the really the damage of you just ignoring the mob and everything like that is way less than you giving in and stepping down or or yeah. doing whatever. It's like just ignore it. So, but. I don't I don't have faith in Disney to be that smart or yeah, the that problem is you know. people react like not. OK, obviously, the, the problem with the cancel culture morons is, is the overreaction stuff. But sure. it, it's almost as bad. The the companies and stuff, they overreact to the overreaction constantly, whereas they yeah. just let stuff go. Oh, boycott this, whatever. And then it, it, it'll die within a month. Exactly. And then nobody will care. And so anyway. That is that, oh, anything else, man, but... if, if they did fire her, that'd be, oh, it'd be like the end of Return of the Jedi, just everywhere, <laughs> all the galaxies. <laughs> I can already see the, uh, on all of the, the, the YouTubers Doomcock, yeah. using, the, <laughs> I can see Nerd Rock, <laughs> the, the Wicked Witch is dead. and everything, just yeah. doing, yeah, that, and just doing the classic Return of the Jedi like, yep. Empire, or Emperor being thrown down the shaft with just Kathleen <laughs> yeah, Kennedy's totally. head on it. And like, I can, face, just, I can yeah. see that just oh, over the and over be wonderful. It, it would be It would be nice, but... Yeah, we'll anyway. see. Again, until until I see it with my own eyes, Yeah, we've been hearing about it for so long now. <laughs> right, right. So, um... And apparently, uh, there is a Lucas cut of rise skywalker oh, and God, yeah. apparently this there was thing. some screening i don't know if it was recently or if this came is coming out from from a couple months ago but and apparently it just made everyone furious because of, it was so much better than the one that was actually put into theaters and once a lot of people a lot of employees saw that they were just even more mad but um I don't know, and I've heard a couple of scenes that were in, and it's like, yeah, that's great, but ultimately, we all, I mean, and everyone's in, everyone, nobody is like, oh, something amazing we didn't no, get to see. No, because there's no fixing like, no, it. No, 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 there, there was no fixing it, but it no. definitely could have been better, so. It, it could have been, been better, but it, again, like, I feel like releasing it now would just, 
just made things worse because it just you know we it's like we finally moved on it's over we've yeah. got our dumb closure Let's oh yeah well i just mean i just way. mean being mad that it didn't happen in the first place because i mean, I mean but I, I mean you know apparently we lost anakin skywalker we lost nice. uh we lost them um, luke han and leia all together oh my god what is, wrong? what is wrong with them yeah it's all kathleen kennedy and yeah, well, it um, totally is yeah, yeah. Appar- apparently according to doomcock um and his his sources there was a scene where you know when leia dies after she I don't, talks to kylo ren with the force i don't i don't even know what after, happens in that after ray kills her because that's right, what right, it right. looks like <laughs> um well apparently what george lucas had was she used you know that force projection thing like luke does to project oh, yeah. herself and han and and so han is not just a random in your head whatever it was it's yeah. actually leia doing it and then luke also force ghost luke shows up as well wow. in the same scene so you have all three of them there wow. and then and then that's what ends up causing leia to die is because she's force projecting like two people you know like because like, luke died after just doing himself right in another movie so i mean yeah, and I, all that's dumb anyway but at least being consistent with with that and um and, and at, at least, least there's a reason dumb or not Sorry. there's at least a reason there was no reason in the movie it just it would have been a reason and died. we 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 have at least would have gotten the reunion that everybody wanted. Right. It's like, well, no, not that everyone wanted, but we at least would have gotten something. No, that's what I mean. Just having them together. It's like, again, forget the context. It's terrible, but at least just them on screen together is like all people wanted. And they never let that happen. I don't even think they were on set all together at once. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably not. I don't think so. From what I saw. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, I'm, I have no doubt it would be better. His cut. I don't care. Let's just like let's just pretend like there isn't even a cut, so we can stop festering the wound. Yeah, I mean, it definitely would have been better for sure. But at this point, without a doubt. Um. All right. Anyway, enough of that. Have uh Have you seen any movies, Ian? Uh, I've only seen one. Yeah. Well, at least that's a start. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a quick one. It was only like ninety <laughs> minutes. Um. Those no, are my movie... favorite. Those are my favorite kinds. Yeah, no, there aren't too many lately. I feel like. Um, no, what's a shame? Definitely yeah, it was, not. It was a definitely not ones that I'm given by you to watch. No, sorry. Uh, I wish I could find more, but that's not happening. Um, <laughs> no, it's a movie I've been meaning to watch. Uh, I heard a lot of people recommend it. It's called Better Watch Out. Uh, it's a small budget Australian film. It's like a horror movie set during Christmas. Um, it's like the classic babysitter is being harassed by a killer type of storyline, but it actually has a pretty interesting, albeit very dark twist. Okay. Um, it's got like, uh, I forget who directed it. I think it was the first time director, but like all the actors are Australian. Everything. Um, it's like the one chick and the one, the two kids from the, the visit movie, the M. Night Shyamalan, they're both in it. And then it's okay. the one kid who played the Peter Pan in that God awful pan movie that flopped, but he's, yeah older now but um no it was it was interesting um again i'm not a huge fan of horror movies so i kind of have a i guess a a lower curve i grade them on whereas like people i see are loving it because they love horror movies i'm like okay yeah i mean i i get the appeal but again it's like for every clever thing there's a plot hole or something that doesn't add up and you have to kind of ignore which i guess people who love horror movies are just kind of used to that so that's why it doesn't really affect yeah but uh, no it was interesting it's it's worth a watch. It's uh, free on Amazon. So uh, um, if you're looking for kind of a darker Christmas movie, this is the go-to. Okay. 
Very nice. That's, that's it. What about you? Uh, well, I've seen three things this week, not uh, including not including our movie swap movie. Um, and two of them are on the same night. Oh, <laughs> if productive. I just I, I just had time, and I was like, all right, I'm I'm gonna watch this, and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna. I'm in the mood right now. It's it's like ten o'clock. Oh yeah. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and watch another new movie while I feel I know what like you mean. it. Um, but I watched the I watched Hamilton last week. Oh right. right. So I watched the Disney Plus uh, 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 musical. So that 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 was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I I don't fawn yeah, over it do. like more like everyone does. I'm just not as big of a fan of musicals for the most part, um, other than Phantom of the Opera. But um. But no, I but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. It was it was well done. It's good songs. Obviously, the singing is all great, and sure. it, it's it's an interesting way to tell the story. Um, yeah, I, I was I was impressed why how they like the, nothing has changed. I mean, obviously they're all they're all black actors for the most part, but but the history the characters are all basically their their characters. Um, right. So I enjoyed that. Uh, my favorite part, obviously, was Jonathan Groff as. King George the Third, as everyone else's favorite part as well, because yeah, you you showed me that that was pretty good. He's on stage for nine minutes, sings like three songs, and absolutely slays, and it's freaking incredible. And he's I awesome. do love Jonathan Groff. Yeah, I know Ian's a big fan. Um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, he's great. I, I don't know the other. I don't know any of the other actors' names really. Oh, and, I don't either. But uh, the guy who was George Washington was was incredible. He was awesome. Um. And uh, the guy who played Thomas Jefferson was fantastic as well. That was that was okay. my other favorite character. That was he was very funny. But uh, yeah, it was definitely worth watching. It, it's good, even if you're not a big musical fan. It, it it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable enough to watch for sure. Uh, 100% singing, not a line of dialogue. Every single thing for oh, wow. two hours and 40 minutes is singing, which is pretty impressive. That this many that songs were yeah. able to be written by Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, I think that's his name. Um, the main guy who is Alexander yeah, yeah. Hamilton and who wrote the whole, the whole thing. But, um, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. But it's, uh, it was, it's definitely good. It's not, it's not, you know, overhyped by any means. Game changer. Yeah. Um, all right. And then I watched a couple other movies. I watched Alfred Hitchcock's to catch a thief, um, uh, because it was on Amazon and I'm trying oh, to watch okay. more Hitchcock movies. And, um, there's a hand, there's sure. a couple of them on Amazon. There's not many, but, but that was one of the ones. So I was like, oh, I'll watch this. And it's, um, uh, and, and it's, uh, it's Grace Kelly. So, I mean, oh, sure. Like, that's a, enough in. reason right there. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Like, I'm 100% in. And it, like, and every, every time I see her in a different movie, it's just like, okay, wh- why did I not grow up during this time period? Because I know, right? She's the greatest per girl ever um yeah this is perfect but uh this was a weird movie man this 100 was a vacation movie like 100 (laughs) percent this was a vacation movie but it's alfred hitchcock so even a vacation movie is still good so masterful sure um it's definitely not up to you know like the top hitchcock movies it's sitting in that middle tier um of you know better than average but um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah uh definitely not anything game changing but it's Cary Grant and and Grace Kelly are the two the two leads and um shoot it's in uh, it's in mostly in France I believe 
Oh yeah, that's a vacation film. <laughs> um, I, I think pretty much the whole thing takes place in France on location, and so um, oh, I'm sure <laughs> the uh, the cinematography is probably the best I've ever seen in a Hitchcock movie. But oh, it's nice. not really fair because of where they're shooting it. Yeah, it's you know <laughs> compared to the rear window, you know. <laughs> so it's yeah, so it's just one of those things where you're just there's so much to look at uh robert burks is the cinematographer and it's just gorgeous like it's yeah, it kind of the revenant beautiful like, yeah it looks great but also look at the landscape <laughs> it's so great it's so good he won the oscar for cinematography in this movie and it's well earned because it's just it's oh, sure it's so it's so much fun to watch it, it, this nice. is just a fun movie it, it it's an interesting story because Cary grant's like a he's an old older uh thief like a cat burglar who was real famous back during World War II because he was a he was a thief and then ended up joining with the French resistance or at some point I don't remember which decade whenever that was I, th- I think it's during World War II yeah yeah and um and so and then was a war hero so he kind of was able to get off with parole and um but but he became really rich from all from all that so he just kind of lives secluded for the past like 15 years and now all these crime all these thefts are starting that are following all his mo so the cops like start coming to him and then he start he's on the run from the cops and then trying to find the actual thief to clear himself so that's basically the story and um so the way he does it is he's he gets a list from the insurance agent which is uh uh john williams who's awesome oh nice and um and uh who's in a bunch of hitchcock movies but um and so he gives him like this list of the the top because uh sorry i'm all over the place john John williams works for lloyd's of london so he he knows who where all the rich jewelry is and who owns it so he gets him to tell him that and then he starts kind of staking out different ones to try and find where the thief is and one of them ends up of course being grace kelly and her mother and nice. um that's uh anyway it's it, it's a it's a lot of fun it's jesse royce landis is grace kelly's mother and um it's just a it's it's a fun it's a fun movie it's a fun dynamic i enjoyed it a yeah. lot you don't you, you don't often hear that described with hitchcock so that's right cool. i know right it's very not hitchcockian there's no real thriller there's no horror it's very straightforward just kind of a fun just kind of a fun drama so yeah but he totally just wanted an excuse to vacation in the like if there was ever a popcorn flick for a hitchcock movie that it's this movie ain't nothing wrong with that this is summer like popcorn flick movie and it it, but it's fun it's fun yeah 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 um so that was good talked for that way way too long like i always do and then i watched (laughs) i finally watched true romance which i've been meaning to watch for how was that forever Eh, it's it was fine because it's what it's it's directed by Tony Scott, but written by Tarantino, which is like perfect. Like I'm in, you know, I've been yeah, needing yeah, to watch it forever. Like uh, you know, it's like a, that's a perfect match. I love Tony Scott, and I, I and I really like Tarantino, but I don't know what it was. It just it was just fine. Like it's good. Mm. It's definitely good, and there's great performances. I mean, Christian oh, yeah, Slater yeah. is probably at his best, and um, uh, Patricia Arquette is phenomenal. I mean, she won the Oscar for this movie. Um, and it's funny. See, I just love seeing Michael Rappaport too. But um, and then oh, yeah. Gary Gary Oldman's like the best part of the freaking movie. That's why I was only here, in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah. 
The dreadlock guy, yeah. He's awesome. Like, <laughs> it's like we don't deserve Gary Oldman. He's no, too Gary good. Gary Oldman's the best. How come he hasn't been in more big movies? It's not really fair. Like, he should be as respected as Daniel Day-Lewis, 100%. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he only just now won his first, you know, best uh, acting that, um, it's, it's, Oscar. It's such a shame. It's such a shame. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was awesome. Obviously, there's a bunch of random people in this movie. I mean, Tom Sizemore, Dennis Hopper, Christopher Walken, Samuel Jackson, Saul Rubinek. I mean, they all are in this movie. Um, Chris Penn is is I always oh, love seeing yeah. him. Like Kevin Corrigan shows up, like young, oh. young, young Kevin Corrigan. Um, oh. it's there. There's a lot of people. You have Brad Pitt in like his second movie role. No kidding. Um, I think. Thelma and Louise was first, and that, yeah, was, that was like first. a year before, a year or two before. Um, so he's in in scenes in this, and it's just it's, it's one of the just a who's who of people in this movie. And you know, it, it's interesting, but but it it's one of those you really got to throw out logic for most of this movie. Uh, um, yeah. More so, I feel like than most Tarantino. I mean, all Tarantino movies you have to to some degree, but yeah. this one, like Christian Slater, goes from kind of a loser person who's kind of dumb and when he's at the beginning when he's first with alabama and then by like and then immediately once like the coke thing happens he's like the most smooth brilliant seller like bser ever and i was like wait this was not him at the beginning of the movie but but he's but he's great at it so yeah i've seen like all all the classic scenes from this movie but i've never actually seen the movie and i don't know if i We'll probably ever get around to it, but I know there are so many great scenes of just dialogue alone in this movie. No, you definitely should watch it. It's definitely worth watching. Um, okay. I mean, I, I buried I buried the lead kind of on purpose, but the best part of this movie by far is the fact that Val Kilmer is in it for two scenes. Oh, I forgot about that. As Elvis, <laughs> unseen, and that's freaking incredible. As the voice of reason with quotation marks for. Uh, for Christian Slater's character. That's pretty good. And he's, that's just phenomenal. <laughs> that that's alone. Just, that's yeah. That That's all I care about. Five stars. Oh, I'm sure. Five stars. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Nothing else matters, but um, no, but it's fun. It's worth watching. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's what I've been watching this week. Oh yeah. Nice. A little productive. Yeah. Yeah. I was able to, to get some stuff in. All right. So now it's time to talk about some Batman. We got, uh, couple episodes from the 1966 series, The Minstrel's Shakedown, and Barbecued Batman? So those are the, <laughs> those are the two episodes we, we got to talk about here. These were great. I yeah, they really, were surprisingly good. I really enjoyed both of these episodes. Like, way and more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, and they're, and they're different than at least the usual type of formula, I feel like. It's at least in so terms of different. like. Yeah, what well, what you usually get in every episode. This is like way different. Yes, this is very very different. Um, just we gotta start just with Van, just with Van Morrison. Johnson. Uh, sorry, uh, Van Johnson's the Minstrel, which is a phenomenal villain. Which should not have worked. No, no, it should not have worked. But it's one of those we've seen this happen a few times before, where they take where. On the surface, it's just, you know, a dumb, whatever, goofy Batman villain. But then Mm -hmm. when you watch the episode, 
they're actually a great villain. I mean, we've seen this before, uh, you know, some, with someone like the book, bookworm. Yeah, I was thinking bookworm. Where, yeah. you know, it's just, oh, they're a goofy person and they Not use books for everything and, you know, whatever. But they're actually, like, really smart and are acted really well and have a lot of depth to their character. And that's what I thought about the minstrel. And I don't understand why he's not mentioned more as a as a uh, a really popular Batman uh, villain from this show, because I think he, he deserves to be because this vi- was one of the most well-developed villains we've seen on the show. It, it, it was one of the most well-developed villains. And he might have been like the most like fear inducing to the point where he made Gotham and everybody like all the the you know central figures like the most desperate at the end where I actually felt yeah. that the, like there were stakes and there was actual fear of oh my god this guy might win it's not the typical oh we gotta stop him so he doesn't steal all this money it was literally right. like they, I mean you know about he's the gonna cripple the economy building. yeah that too so it, like it actually felt he felt like <laughs> he felt like the 1966 version of Bane and like the Dark Knight Rises <laughs> of like going after the <laughs> stock exchange yeah yeah that's a good point yeah that, that's I didn't even but, think about but yeah, that he, but you're right he had huge like repercussions. And again, like you would never expect it looking at his like aesthetic. You're like, oh, it's some wacky guy with the whatchamacallit. Again, like, kind of, uh, going off of you, you, like I got flashbacks of uh, stupid. um, What's his name? Art from uh, the premiere of uh, the Archer. Was that his name? You mean Art Carney? Art Carney. What was his uh, villain name? The Archer. And, yeah. Yeah. So like because it, it's like the whole medieval type of thing i'm like oh no what is this it's completely different oh yeah it's not even close it's way better (laughs) yeah better villain better performance yeah i mean no i mean van johnson it really is going for it in this role and and he's doing he does a great job i mean he He killed it yeah he he does a really good job because again he he plays his character with a subtlety that doesn't exist in this show so it's totally it was a really nice contrast to what we're used to seeing well, I, I would I would describe like both episodes like as as being very subtle because like the thing that stood out to me is that there were really no big like set pieces. I mean, even yeah. the way it begins, it doesn't be, you know begin with some big event and you know oh a smoke bomb goes off and there's a villain and he, he says you know his like threat or whatever. It's literally just him on the TV and then it's like oh crap the freaking economy tanked or whatever and like and even the whole episode there aren't any big like it's basically a lot of technological stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Which, yeah, which uh, caught me off guard. Yeah, this definitely seems to be a cheaper episode. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that might be the yeah that might be the reason behind it, but and that but it might worked. be the reason why we get such a better written episode than normal that, too. That could be. But my dad, my dad was saying he was like, well, maybe like this was the episode they got some hotshot intern to like write because no one else wanted to, and so he like really bared down was like, I'm gonna make this good. Oh, that's totally, yeah, that totally could have been the case. <laughs> it might be, because this is so, so much better written than most episodes. Like, in, uh, not in, uh, obviously, the way the show's written is written the way it is, it's done on purpose. Right. right. With the comedy and the goofiness. But this one is written so much more serious and logically, while still yeah, the being the show. Yeah. Then I think maybe then we've, uh, the, better than we've seen so far. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of an episode where where like the 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 central plot and the conflict was this well thought out, and I don't know if any come close. Even the even the good episodes with the the great villains like that still have that kind of classic outlandish, over the top scheme. Where this does not. This is very subdued. Yes, yes, it's it's very uh, grounded. 
Yeah. Which is, again, just not something we are used to seeing. Not what we're used to. (laughs) This show in any shape or form. No. Uh, Grounded is is probably the least descriptive word um, used uh, used for this show, but but for this episode it is. And one, I, I think a great example of this was is the is the death trap. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. It's one, it, it went from ridiculous, whereas they burst through a door and then they're just trapped, and we have no idea why or how. Okay, um, yeah, that yeah, that was kind of weird. That was kind of dumb. But then and then they're on a spit, being roasted basically and turned on a spit over these hot whatever they are and uh and minstrel's just gonna chill there and watch them melt play him songs they're all just gonna stay there he's not all right we got him there now we gotta go rob the bank (laughs) yeah yeah like he stays there and the only reason he leaves is because batman had the fourth the foresight to put those bat bombs uh outside the door as a as a diversion because of course, you know, I mean, Batman's a genius. He's going to think of everything. Um, of course. And and so that's why they have to run out to, you know, because stuff starts exploding. And you're like, yeah. that and then, makes perfect sense. Oh, totally. And then even how they get out of it, you know, they just they use the the leverage or whatever to bounce out of. Which the... is kind of dumb that you wouldn't have that thing bolted in, but that's fine. That that's a different issue. Sure. Yeah, but but even then, it's not some weird. Oh, he throws a battering and it ricochets off three different surfaces and cuts the ropes or. <laughs> some crazy other you know ways that they normally get out of these death traps no it was very straightforward yeah it was it's an actual thing like they could actually escape that way exactly you're like oh that you probably could have done that mm-hmm. yeah no uh no 100 percent. so uh no i love that 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 was one of my favorite parts is just just the fact of the way the minstrel was <laughs> written for the death trap thing is like Okay, we finally have the first logical villain of every Batman villain so far. Yeah, um, he's literally a uh, Seth Green and Austin Powers. Where he's like, "Why aren't you gonna watch him?" He's like, "No, I'm gonna close the door and assume everything went to plan." And <laughs> Seth Green's like, "I have a gun in my room. I can kill them both right here and now." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's a shame because it's another example of these are the this is the only two episodes with the, with the minstrel. So like, oh like, my, and they like, even and they even did a whole like uh, callback at the end of like, oh, I'll be back and I know, you know, you'll rue the day. Well, that but, sucks. Yeah, I know they they weren't able to get him back. Um, just like with Bookworm, you know. I, I mean, to be fair, yeah. they're, they're, these are both major movie stars with Van Johnson and Roddy sure. McDowell. So I mean, that's a yeah, that's a crappy part. You know, I mean, even though this was kind of more near the end of Van Johnson's kind of stardom, he's still a big star, and so. Sure. That you know, I, I, I obviously I feel like that's the reason for it, but oh, totally, I'm it, sure it is a shame because yeah, he's he, a highlight. He's, he's great. He's really, really good. Um, he's very serious. His plans all make sense for as goofy of a character as he looks like. It, yeah, that's the crazy part. It makes sense, as you were saying. People are actually for like scared. He actually yeah. has a good plan to, you know, he he's holding the stock market hostage. And demanding a thousand dollars a day from every member of the stock exchange, yeah, or like he's gonna crash the thing because he's a, that's the other thing we haven't mentioned. He's a technological genius. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, with the early microchips and and th- you know, the, the, yeah, the way he's able to hack into the the broadcasting. Yeah, exactly. So he's a legitimate threat. Yeah, like he he's not just a goofy person that plays the, the whatever it is. Yeah, he's um, again. He's not just some 
thief, you know, as Hans Gruber would say, he's an exceptional thief. He's right. not just a common thief with a weird, quirky stick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that was, uh, it. yeah, so that that's his plan. And then by the end, he's just going to blow up the whole building. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. He which is awesome because like, ba- Batman's even like, uh, oh, we'll just kill the power to the whole building. And they spend all day figuring out how to do this. And then, yeah. and then as soon as they do it, he just turns it right back on. And you're like, holy crap, that <laughs> is getting serious now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, you still have the, the, t- the fist fight, you know, the one right before they get captured. And then the one, of course, at the very end. But even then, it's like, it, this is a very feels like a very little minimal action episode yeah yeah there's not a lot of action there's just a couple of fights and that's really it no, uh, like no batmobile chase or anything no. like that nothing outside really no no very cheap episode but no, and uh, again it worked I, I think your dad hit the nail on the head i guarantee this was some some like intern or like you know wannabe writer who like you know what you get the crappy episode we have no money come up with something and he's like okay i'm just gonna have to focus on the characters then <laughs> Right, and and they do, and they do a good job. Um, I am going to talk about one thing. Well, two, the, we already talked about one of them, but there's a couple things that make absolutely no sense. Sure. One was how do they get caught? They just burst through the the door, and then you just hear Be- uh, Robin say, "Holy fly trap!" And then they're just that's it. So I assume yeah, like, they, I, they got stuck on something. That's all I can I, think. Like, of. I, I looked away, and then I was like, "Wait, how did they get caught?" And I rewinded, and it still didn't make. You it still don't know. Sense. Yeah. No. Um, so that that one's kind of annoying. Also, now look. Part of it was explained later, but part of it still doesn't make any sense. So after they escape from the spit, they they don't run away. They stay oh, there because yeah. they're gonna beat them up, and they beat up all the thugs. But the minstrel escapes. I'm not really sure how. He just kind of goes into a door and then just is gone. Um, yeah. But. He escapes, but all the others, they knocked out the two guards and the and the girl is still there. Or not the guard, the, the, the henchmen. The yeah. henchmen get up and walk away and they just oh, yeah. let him go. Robin's like, uh, look- let's go after him. And Batman's like, no, nah, they're not important. We need the minstrel. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. no. That, that's like the least Batman thing you've done this whole series. No, Batman's going to arrest every criminal. Yeah, because he, he lets Octavia go in the hopes of right, and then he lets her go. Yeah. But but there's a reason for that. Right, but there's not a reason for the other one. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that that and and actually, what happens to Octavia? Does anything happen to her in the end? Uh, to be honest, I don't think so. I, I, yeah, I think they kind of forget about her at the end. That's I the think only after thing. After that could... scene where uh, they realize that Batman they find a bug. Her, yeah, I, I don't think we see her again. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we do. So that was weird. Yeah, that was a little strange. Um, That's alright. But again, that's another thing with this minstrel is he found the bug, you know. That, that's a good that point. Batman yeah, is like true. every time he he's always basically a step ahead of Batman and and uh, in every part of the episode. But yeah, those two parts really didn't make any sense to me. Uh, that just seemed very unBatman like. Um, oh, and the other, the only other thing that they really make sense is uh, the the gadget he uses to disarm Batman and then Robin, like uh, oh, when they yeah, go to the, the building, the, the smoke grenade, <laughs> the, the flat like the sparkler, the like sparkler. what is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah some device that just renders people like blind i mean granted there are things that do that but it it does really not kind of i don't know uh convert to, to the screen where it looks like it's an effective weapon it literally just looks like he's holding a, a sparkler and batman and robin are just defenseless to it yeah i i i have no idea i can't help but it's it. like you know again we have to have somehow he has to you know be able to overpower them 
Again, because um, it's not going to fight them. Yeah. All right. Now we got to talk before we move on, before we go any further, Ian, we, we have to talk about the real high point of this episode. Oh, I'm trying to think. No, it's it's very simple. Ian, this is the most I've laughed at any thing that this show has has given us so far. And there's been many, many a thing that, yeah, uh, that yeah, have been yeah. wonderful. But the scene where Chief O'Hara is insinuating that Batman is working with the minstrel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, is okay. the funniest scene I have ever seen. I, I, I had to stand up. I was laughing so hard. I couldn't breathe. And okay. then I had to rewind and watch it three more times. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I've seen in the show because it was so out of left field oh it totally was but then righted itself like immediately it was it was wonderful so so chief o'hara starts insinuating because they haven't heard from batman in a day and the minstrel apparently has come and gone in the meantime and so he's kind of insinuating oh maybe batman is working with the minstrel and and commissioner (laughs) is having none of it oh god no and um just the line whoever wrote that i i wish could be put in some sort of museum because oh my gosh that's some of my favorite dialogue i've ever seen in my life that that comedic dialogue is just it's it's amazing yeah the the lip service that that commissioner gordon gives to batman even more so than usual is so over the top in in this scene and and just the the choice of words like yeah how how Chief O'Hara, when he when he's bashing Batman and, and insinuating all this, he's even like, and we've even been working with him in my own department, which I'm the chief of, if I may add. And he just goes, you may not. And it just goes <laughs> on like, just, it's so funny. And then Batman calls in the middle of their argument and is like, uh, yeah, sorry we haven't been in contact but i haven't had any information and still really don't but we're we're working on it and you know we're we're never gonna rest until we bring down the minstrel and then he throws in and your stalwart companion chief o'hara just let him know that you know we're doing you know we're doing all we can and and we appreciate everything he does <laughs> he just looks over at chief and chief just slinks over into the corner <laughs> and then he's just commissioner's just like so what do you have to say for yourself and he's like it's hard for a man to humble himself when he knows he's been wrong and ask for forgiveness yeah the 180 <laughs> oh my gosh it was but he's like but i am so sorry and it is just it is so funny it is it is oh, that yeah. is the funniest thing i've ever seen on this show it, and, it's and so out of nowhere <laughs> you know everyone behind back behind the scenes are dying laughing because neil hamilton almost breaks i mean oh yeah he yeah, yeah is yeah. the serious of serious playing this character to the utmost i mean even more so than adam west like to yeah, the like, utmost seriousness yeah and he can't help but smile when he's delivering that reprimand to him at the end, it it is, <laughs> it is so funny. If you guys haven't seen it, please check out the episode "Barbecued Batman." It's the second part of these two part of this two parter, and and watch that scene because it is 
You know, they, again, this is another reason why you know this was kind of a quote-unquote throwaway episode, because they just shoehorned in like five minutes of just the commissioner and chief just That's talking. Yeah. And it doesn't have anything to do with the plot. No. But it is, it, it's the best part. I, that is so good. That was yeah, so funny. It's so over the top, but it's hilarious. Yeah, just out of nowhere. It was... Man, I want to watch it again now. Like it just Yeah, if only it's on YouTube, yeah, the actual scene. It was amazing. But anyway, please, please check that out. It's definitely worth worth watching. Both these episodes are just worth watching. Like I, I was oh, yeah. sitting there and I was like, there's nothing spectacular about these, but they're just done so well. Yeah, I, I know. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Like, like there's nothing that really stands out other than Van Jones uh Van Johnson. Not Van Jones, Van Johnson's right, right, uh, right performance but uh yeah like but other than that there's like there's no kind of element about it that's really spectacular it's just everything is done with such care yeah yes a lot of care was put into the script um oh yeah which again is not something that you could say not not to this degree anyway no Um, it's it's like it's like 12 angry men where it's like the filmmaking is solid it is you know it doesn't stand out but the script is so good is that that's what keeps you engaged for the entire movie yeah, it, it was written by by Francis and Marion Cockrell. Okay. Um and again, I'm not sure how many episodes that they uh that they wrote. Yeah, I'd be curious to see their other ones. Let's yeah. see. It looks like I pulled up Francis Cockrell and it looks like there's four episodes here. These two and then the uh th- those uh the couple Joker episodes. It was a uh, Batman sets the pace and Joker trumps an ace. Oh, okay. Uh, which ones were those? Um, I remember. Oh, the the Maharaja, Maharaja oh, episodes, which yeah, are yeah. great episodes too. Those, those okay, are fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, damn, the, you should have gotten up to write more. Yeah, the four episodes that um solid that they wrote are 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 really really good, really solid. And That's yeah, I good. know, I agree. I'm a little disappointed. I wish they had written more. Cause... God, it just, yeah, it sucks all the talent that is so like scarcely used whether it's actor yeah. or writers in the show mm-hmm. yeah it, it is that is kind of a shame because the talent yeah. is definitely there it's there in yeah. speeds um but um there, there's a great moment where we know that alfred has money in the stock market oh yeah that was pretty funny that was pretty funny you don't but get it, that... alan napier doesn't get enough to do because he, he's wonderful and he doesn't get enough to do and so it's nice when he when he has a scene like that yeah, it's something I feel like Alfred would do. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Why not? He, he, he's not freaking, he has, he's not part of the inheritance of the Wayne fortune. He's got to do something. Yeah, exactly. Got to have his legacy for the Pennyworths. Exactly, exactly. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else to talk about with this episode. I, no, again, just I feel like it's just solid all around. I'm trying to think of anything particular, but no, I just... <laughs> again just watch the episodes because they're worth watching just for face value yeah yeah no uh one 100 i wish we had more like them uh well the end is um how they get out of it is the minstrel is there in disguise yeah, a little, little anticlimactic sure yeah a little bit and then <laughs> the henchmen jump out nowhere batman figures it out and and then the henchmen jump out and there's one final battle and the minstrel escapes again and that's it he's just he escaped and and we're not going to see him again, which is a shame. Yeah, kind of kind of a darker ending. How so? Well, just that, like you know, there isn't that definitive like, oh, the villain's put away; he's no longer threat. It's the whole like you know the because there's that weird moment with the news reporter where he's like, now we go to an interview, 
and you know they they give the minstrel one last song about how he'll come back and jailbreak oh, yeah. and go after Batman. But then like afterward, he like the the reporter's like, okay, take him away, and he's like physically disgusted. It's like <laughs> you cut to him. You, you could have just denied it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was funny. So I thought that was kind of weird, but yeah, so kind of different. And then like it was weird that Aunt Harriet was like so in love with the minstrel. <laughs> Well, he's very charming. I, I guess, yeah. Kind of looks like Greg Kinnear because that, that threw me off. I was yeah, like, yeah, maybe a little bit. I could, I could like, I feel that. like Greg Kinnear today would be would be the equivalent if he could sing. He can't sing, actually. I've actually seen him sing a couple of times. Okay, well, fair enough then. It's not bad. Um, a little bit on uh Van Johnson for any of you that don't know, um, about Van Johnson. Van Johnson was kind of the odd man out in his era of Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, he came up in the 30s and the 40s, and um, it was a song and dance man at the time. And um, but he was kind of third tier to like Frank Sinatra and Fred Astaire. He was yeah. like the next guy. So he got a chance to star in a bunch of movies when the war came. I'm not sure why he was. Some for some reason he didn't fight in the he didn't have to go off to the war so a lot of the other actors did so he kind of got to be the main guy in Hollywood for for a few years, uh, but then when everyone came back he kind of went went back into that second tier role, um, usually co-starring in in a lot of the dramas and and things like that. But really solid career, really really long long career for him as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for several Lived. several decades he died in 2008 he was 92 yeah, that's a good long life yeah. so he was around for for a real real long time um i mean he was in he was in movies up until 1992 so oh yeah worked the whole uh, time know, basically almost into his 80s he was still he was still Damn. doing stuff but uh but yeah, so uh, definitely kind of an underrated, underrated actor for for his time in the in the uh, late '30s and through the through the '40s. But oh, for sure. But definitely a great, definitely a great role, and he does a great job in this in this episode for sure. Yeah, it sucks that we don't get to see him again. It does. It really, really does. But anyway, uh, the next time will be in 1966. Batman. We will be. Covering King Tut once again. Oh, nice. We got, okay. Uh, we got the spell of Tut, and Tut's case is shut. So another back rhyme. We're back to rhyming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the next one, not rhyming. So, uh, yeah, it goes kind of back and forth. But, yeah, we got King Tut coming up. Um, next time we are covering the 66 show. That'll be fun. Um, the next time for the animated series, which will be the next episode um i believe we're doing more i believe we're going to have to do four episodes yeah it's the last four of the second season because we are yeah we're we're in the we're in the end of the uh well not really season yeah i know whatever series whatever you want to call it volume i think is is the main way that uh is the main way that we can call it the uh You there? Sir. Okay. No, that was me. Um, anyway. Oh. But yeah, I mean, not really seasons per se. It's more the volumes. Collection. Yeah, yeah. volumes. There the, you the, go. The, the way the DVDs came out, that that's right. more of 
it's more of what we're going by because the season's kind of confusing because it's like there were yeah, 60, they're, they're the, basically the first two volumes were the first season and then one season yeah there was like an additional like 20 episodes or something after that i, I don't it's kind of confusing yeah because like yeah your typical season for a tv show is 20 to like 25 episodes so that's yeah. that's what they split it up eventually but yeah because when they aired it it was a mess yeah, they did not do a good job when airing these at all. Uh, so, yeah, so we got four episodes. Finishing out the second volume, we got Paging the Crime Doctor, Zatanna, The Mechanic, and Harley and Ivy. So, oh, okay. a good little mix of episodes there. And then we'll be done with volume two, halfway Damn. through the show. Damn. I know, right? I wonder which one we'll finish first. Uh, I feel like the animated probably would have to finish the animated one because we're doing more episodes for that. Yeah, because we do three of those, and there's I think a few less overall. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that'll that'll be fun. Crime Doctor's yeah. a k- pretty dark episode, and uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, Zatanna's pretty nice, and the mechanic's interesting. The mechanic is an interesting world building episode. Is that with the penguin? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Harley and Ivy's always fun. That that, oh, that sure. that's one of the that's one of the best Joker episodes too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's yeah, gotta be good. the top five Joker episodes. Because Joker is phenomenal as, as the <laughs> cuckold third wheel is just fantastic. Yeah, it somehow works. It does. It works really well. Um, almost again, too we well because happy. all the other stuff after this has not worked with this dynamic. Really? No, God, no. They they have tried to cash in on the whole. It's. Harley Quinn and I've never been on board. It's been very poorly done, but in the animated series, they they nail it every time. So, of course. But I mean, th- th- there's very little they don't nail. So that's exactly not really saying much. Everything's good. Sure. But anyway, so that'll be fun. That'll that'll be the next next episode. Is us talking about those four episodes. Um. All right. Well, make sure and follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. It's where we post all the updates for episodes, all the links. Um, all that stuff, you can find that on the YouTube channel. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. You can follow me at Ian Bartbark. Do that as well. Check out our uh, YouTube channel. Just type in the Uncaped Crusaders on YouTube and um, check out our Movie Swamp, Movie Swamp series where me and Ian, well, I mean, you guys know what Movie Swamp was. We used to do it on here every episode, but now we do yeah, it there yeah. where we give each other a movie to watch. But now it's more in a visual medium. So check that out. Um, we have, I think, I think we're up to seven episodes, six or seven episodes at the moment. Um, as of this recording, the most recent one up is us talking about the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford and Big Trouble in Little China, which those episodes, we should not have done those two movies together because I literally did not have enough room to type in both titles in the YouTube title of the video. Yeah. It was not enough (laughs) characters. So we maybe should have thought that through a little bit, but. Whereas now our next one is going to be, what, Traffic and Split, so both one-word titles. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be that'll be easy to fit in, to fit yeah. in on there. But, um, yeah, so go ahead and check those videos out. Um, Ian, any anything else you want to add? No, no. Uh, yeah, just, I, I wish we got more Van Johnson uh, I know. episodes. I wish we got more of these writers <laughs> just doing more episodes because they killed it. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. 
All right, guys. Well, that does it for another episode of the Uncre... Uh, whatever our show's <laughs> called. You know what it's called. It's on the title. And it's strong, yeah. That's what it is. It's another episode of that show, this podcast, <laughs> whatever you're listening to. And uh, make sure to check us. Check out our backlog because we've reviewed every single Batman movie ever made so far. So Yeah, so far. That doesn't include the two serials, which we probably should have yeah. included the two serials just so I wouldn't have to say that each time. Um, but oh well. Most people don't even know about them. I feel like that's yeah, that's been that's that's probably for the best. Yeah, they're they're not they're not good. Yeah, <laughs> they're not good. I think I only watched them once. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 not good. The uh, the Superman ones are much better. Um. Oh God, yeah. All right, that does it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Again, I'm Mark. I'm Ian. Have a great week. <laughs>